Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. Before we begin, let's just take a moment to arrive settle down, just find a comfortable place to be. Pull your spine straight, open your shoulders. Close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Relax your facial muscles. Just think of a beautiful flower opening your facial muscles, just relaxing. With your eyes closed, connect with that glow all around your face. Relax your neck. <clears throat> Shoulders. Spine. Soften the belly and get grounded. Connect with that grounding. You are totally grounded. Let everything settle down. All the restlessness, all the anxiousness, just settles down like sand settles in a glass of water. Imagine the breath rising from the navel towards your heart as you breathe in. As you breathe out, attention comes back to the navel. This vertical movement of your attention with each in-breath and out-breath. As the breath rises towards the heart, imagine a beautiful lotus unfolding in your heart. 
as the breath goes out, all the petals of the lotus coming close in the center. Hold this image of opening the heart lotus with the in-breath and closing of the lotus with the out-breath. With the next breath, keep the lotus open. Keep it open, let the breath do its own thing. You focus on the opened lotus of the heart. Each petal of the lotus is glistening in its perfection. No tension of any kind in your body. You are sitting there with the open heart lotus, lotus of the heart. Then we shift our attention to the center of the forehead. Pause your breath for a moment and focus on the center of the forehead. Your eyes are still. And release the breath before you tense. Pause the breath again. Let the mind rest in the center of the forehead. Get a glimpse of that bright light that appears in the center of the forehead. It's so white, it's almost blue. You are aware of the stillness of your eyes. So is stillness of the mind. Whether you pause your breath after inhalation or exhalation doesn't matter. Or in the middle, just pausing is important. Pausing of the breath, stillness of the eyes, stillness of the mind.
and then releasing the breath. And slowly open your eyes. Thank you for taking this time. Any little time we take to cleanse our mind is very precious. I was, before I came, I was just seeing who is here. It's beautiful to see people connected with the ashram and the teachings of the ashram scattered all over the world. We have a beautiful family, small family, but beautiful family. And I was thinking about when Buddha came out of his meditation, three days and three nights of meditation. The first thing that he uttered was, there is suffering. Second, there is a way out of it. So first we acknowledge that there is suffering. Taking this human birth is a suffering in itself. And actually in every tradition it's mentioned, taking this birth, coming into this murtalog, the land of the mortals. Suffering is bound to happen. Dahik, Dahvik, Bhautik. Bodily suffering, emotional suffering, physical suffering, material suffering. Ups and downs are bound to happen. So first we acknowledge, yes, there is suffering. But not get stuck there. There is a way out of suffering. His monks will walk from village to village. spreading his message. Beating drums, chanting. First was Buddham Sharanam Gachami. Dhammam Sharanam Gachami. 
So first, Buddham Sharanam Gachami. I come under the protection of Buddha. Replace the word Buddha with something higher. Means acknowledging something higher. That's the first thing one has to do to come out of suffering. Acknowledge that there is a presence higher than me. If you do not have that presence in your life, at least that you think that there is something higher, you're carrying so much load on your shoulders. If you truly acknowledge that there is a higher presence that you can bow before, what happens once you bow? Any load that you are carrying on your shoulders rolls off. Any load you are carrying on your shoulders rolls off. If you do not have something higher, you just think there is nothing, it's just me, my problems, my challenges, I have no place to put it. Then you are walking with that burden. If we have a place where we can just go and put our head down, any load, whatever the burden is in that moment when I'm bowing is rolling off my shoulders. There is no mystery, there is no secret, there is no thinking. It's just putting the head down. What a relief it is when our forehead touches Mother Earth in total surrender. Total surrender. That, oh, Mother, just even Mother Earth. Take this from me. Even having that notion that I'm just touching my forehead, all that, that is weighing on me is going to the earth. Acknowledging something higher. I'm just translating those Buddha's three teachings in a very simple, practical way. Second, dhammam sharanam gachami. I come under the protection of dharma. The word dharma, dharma, comes from the root of the word is dha. 
ध मीन्स धारण करना टू वेयर वी आर ऑल बॉर्न नेकेट देन वी पुरान क्लोथ्स depending on the depending on the kind of clothes sometimes <clears throat> person is recognized a policeman puts on his uniform everybody knows that's a policeman and policeman also knows what are his duties and responsibilities same way when we have come empty and whatever we cover ourselves with that gives us an identity that gives us a purpose a role to fulfill we put on many hats in our life somewhere we are putting on the hat of a mother father sister brother friend husband wife son daughter worker boss employee many many hats we put up and each of those hats has a responsibility or way to be what is the right way to be that is the dharma so acknowledge something higher and also know what your dharma is in any given situation in any given place if we do not follow our dharma suffering is created if i am putting on a hat of just take any any relationship if i am in the role of a father or a mother there is a certain way certain principles of being the father and being the mother and what is expected of that relationship if a father begins to act like a child it don't work there father has to play the role of the father every situation in life has a dharma so dhammam sharanam gachami bow to that bow to the dharma maybe it's very uncomfortable sometimes to play that dharma but we have to bow to it to surrender to it and honor the requirement even at the cost of my own comfort there is a um, beautiful 
text Ramayana, Ramayana. You may have heard some of you, the story of Rama. Rama was the ideal human being. Ram was the God incarnate on the earth who lived an ideal life. So in India, for example, if people have to look at what is my dharma in this situation, they always look at Ram's. Ramayana is a story of Rama. But in that book, in that text, every character is there and every character is playing the ideal role. What is an ideal friend? What is an ideal brother? What is an ideal sister? What is an ideal enemy? So knowing our dharma is also gets us out of that suffering. Third one is sangham sharanam gacha. Come under the protection of sangha. Sangha means a gathering of like-minded people. Like this, when I was looking at our gathering here, it is a sangha. When you may know your, what you are devoted to, you may know your dharma, but being a human being, we slip. We forget when the times are a little tough, we pull back in our own shell, isolate ourselves. And I have seen it, many people, when the time is a little tough, they just go back in their cocoon, they isolate themselves, cut their any kind of communication. But actually that is the time to avail yourself to the company of the like-minded people. Because what happens when I'm slipping, when I avail myself to the company of other like-minded people, maybe some inspiration comes my way. If I'm just close to my, closed in my own little space, I keep going on in our own mind. Because the negativity is snowballing. So in Kali in this day and age, the company we keep has been given much importance. Maybe I don't go out in big social gatherings, but at least have one or two or three or four people that you can reach out to, you can talk to. Sangha, Sangham Sharanam In my weak moments, when I need a little support, my circle of friends or circle of Sangha, like-minded people, those who are practicing, is helpful.
All these three require a little effort to keep our connection. If I have acknowledged something higher every day, I have to make a little effort to keep that connection very vibrant. My dharma, it's very helpful to every day ask myself, what is my role in the world? What am I doing to strengthen that role? Or whatever role I am in, am I living to its highest? Keep looking at that. No matter what situation I am in, no matter what relationship that I am in the middle of, always looking at that, that am I living the highest? If not highest, can I just fine tune it? Can I raise the bar a little bit more? Sangam, what am I doing to be a part of a Sangha? Am I truly connected? what kind of effort I make to strengthen that connection or make it a little bit more present in my life. In this day and age with this technology, it's very easy to stay in your own environment and not reach out. So this is very good that we sit here and we see in our own way, but may this not be the only way I work towards keep being a part of a sangha. The friends that we have, circle of friends that we have, it's very important to reach out and touch base with. particularly after this pandemic, I've been hearing so many times, so many people, this pandemic, and I was really closed in, and I was going crazy, this and that. So we as human beings, we do need connection with people, like-minded. Anyway, I looked at you and that came to me. So there it is. Um, hopefully there was something in it for you. Today is a full moon. And the moon is going to go through an eclipse today too. Now, if no matter where you are in our practice, it is very appropriate thing to do to sit and do your job, your mantra job during, during eclipse. If you do one mala, you get merit for doing 10 mala. So, and usually people don't look at the 
moon that is in eclipse. I don't know what the reason is. Maybe there is a scientific reason. But in India, uh, in the yogic tradition, they do not recommend to look at the moon that is in eclipse. Maybe the light coming from there could be harmful. Even the food after an eclipse, if there is any food in the fridge, even that's discarded. Or food, not in the fridge, but the food at least, we had no fridge. But any food that was cooked and was left in the kitchen, it was discarded. And people would go to take bath in the rivers during the eclipse. So why that tradition was started, I couldn't give you a perfect example of it, but it came down, it was handed down from the wishes and were the scientists of their own time. And the more I think about it, I think it's more like eclipse is kind of death. but then it comes out of it. But during that time, when it's in eclipse, all the energy is not very um, healthy. And probably that's why people would go and stand in the river and wash themselves, bathe themselves from all the rays that were falling on the body. Now I'm telling you two things. People were sitting in the river or they were doing havan. They were doing fire ceremony or they were sitting in their room inside doing their job. And probably that's why this is said that if you do one mala job, you get 10 times merit of that. Just to give you a little more incentive to be indoors, not look at the moon or the sun, whatever is in eclipse. But here we go and look at the moon and we look through those glasses and people to cheer and fireworks. But if you look at it in a way, the moon is being eclipsed. It's going through hard time. If the moon is going through hard time, why am I cheering? Anyway, we can talk about that and I'm sure you have your own idea but I just shared with you what I had learned. <clears throat> so eclipse time is very special time. And if you are at home and no matter where you are, if you could do a mala or two job, you will benefit from that. Thank you all for listening and I'm here. I would love to hear what's on your mind. And it's a wonderful way to connect every week. Simon, please invite any questions. Thank you, Babaji. Uh, so if you'd like to ask some questions or speak with Babaji, you can chat me and there's actually already a couple of questions. Um, the first question is, uh, 
isn't everyone's dharma to use our time most efficiently to awaken? That's uh, definitely our first individual dharma, dharma towards ourselves. Yes, there is a dharma towards others, but dharma towards ourselves is to work towards your self-awakening. And Baba used to say, let the dharma of each individual be to live in a way that you find place in others' heart. To live in a way that you find a place in others' heart. What a beautiful dharma that is, that no matter who you are, can you be in a way, can you live, interact, that you find a place in their heart? Sanjay, I see your hand up. Pranam, Babaji. Uh, Babaji, today is the eclipse day, so the the havan which we do is during the course of the eclipse or before after or what what is the recommendation during the havan so the, the course of the eclipse yes and the entire time just do one round whatever time it takes that's okay okay babaji thank you babaji Uh, the next question, Babaji, is how can we encourage a higher level of connection, Sangha, with our group of friends beyond gossip, politics, and small talk? Dallas, uh, it's very helpful when you come up with just by putting it out, any particular teaching that has been ringing in your head or that has been with you throughout the day or a week. So when there is a group of people that we are talking about, it's very helpful when we pull out from our memory, whatever we have learned, just like when I talk to you from, I always bring up about what Baba said or Baba's teachings. So bringing out those that when Baba said this, then that really stuck with me or made sense. So when we start going out to useless chatter, it's good to bring in one of the teachings and that brings everybody again in the remembrance. There are many ways people do, you know, they do book study and that, but I would recommend, rather recommend that in your daily conversations, pull out one of those things. Do you remember Baba said this, or Bhagavad teachings, or Sakar Baba's teachings? So as we bring those in our casual conversations, that's another way to stay connected. 
Apaji, uh, I was struck as you were talking by the dharma of the enemy. And there's a question about that or about enemies. And that is, uh, there appear to be a lot of enemies in the world right now. So how do you deal with your enemies and how do you not create separation, judgment, fear, and hate with your enemies? Ravana was the greatest enemy of Ram. And he had abducted Ram's wife, Sita. And that's what caused the enmity between the two. And Sita always lived in Ravana's heart. So, as you read the scriptures, Ram couldn't just shoot in his heart because Sita was present in there. So, no matter who our enemy is, Can we have a little place for that enemy in our heart? It is said, Maintaining love in the heart, you do, you say firm words, but never let the love in your heart ever diminish. Because one who is your enemy, Today is or she is an enemy, could be your friend. Happen to us all. Somebody that we is our friend turns into enemy someday, and someday the, some enemy that we see is on the wrong side turns into our friend. So we should never close our heart to someone forever. Never burn the bridge. So maintaining little place somewhere for the goodness of that person. No matter how bad your enemy is, there are certain things that you will not do to harm them. And we all have that discernment. So, and having the discernment is really honoring yourself. So you may think of somebody as your enemy that can change. That's why it is important to leave a little space in your heart. Be human, be angry, but not be 100% angry. 99 is good. Leave 1% there. 
with little possibility. And it's interesting you said there are so many enemies. Why don't we have more friends than enemies? Because there are more friends. There may be fewer people that we are angry about, but I mean, they have some goodness in them. There's an eclipse question. Uh, is chanting recommended during eclipse? Do whatever you want. Just don't stare at the moon for too long. <laughs> Sing, do your meditation. Don't eat at that time. Yeah, I think that should be definitely honored. If you're not, then you'll be looking at the moon and eating your chips and ice cream, whatever. Just while you're looking around the eclipse is going on, please do not eat at that time. Just honor that. Because that energy at that time, the rays coming from the moon, from the sun, moon, are not very appropriate at that time. And that rays will get fall on your food and the food will go in your body. So scientifically, I couldn't prove it, but our rishis have suggested it. So I just share that with you. <clears throat> that if you couldn't do anything, if you have to go out, uh, fulfill your curiosity. So you could tell others, yeah, I looked at the moon. Uh, just don't eat at that time. And maybe you can look at your, in your, wherever you are, when the moon is in that eclipse, you could postpone your meal after that or maybe before it. And it's a nice little observance, make it an observance out of it. all the questions that are currently in the chat, Babaji. Beautiful. So thank you all for being here today. And let's uh, just take a moment to be quiet. Close your eyes. Pause your breath wherever it is for a moment. Release it. Pause the breath again and connect with the heartbeat. Feel the ripples of that heartbeat going through your whole being and beyond. Release the breath. Again, pause the breath. Connect on the heart. 
totally focus on the heartbeat. Each beat is so clear. But a miracle is happening within us, effortlessly. Sometimes just taking a little time to be with that heartbeat, feeling, exploring, Appreciating is such a beautiful way to spend our time. Our collective heartbeat. Thank you all very much for your being here. Please say hi to each other and I'll see you again.